Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. Since 2018, a new Greek legislation allows local authorities to be an energy producer. In this episode, we'll have a look at how much this legislation was a game-changer for Komotini, a local government in the very northeastern edge of Greece. The city counts around 60,000 inhabitants and I'm delighted to be joined today by one of them, Dimos Ispikoudis. Dimos actually works for the city of Komotini as a special advisor to the mayor and head of the programming and implementation department. Hello, Dimos. It's always great to catch up with you. Um, today, our podcast topic is how a city in the south of Europe can take control of its energy. Um, you're from uh, Komotini in Greece. So let's start at the top level for uh, this interview. Can you give us a bit of background first on how the Greek government encourages or not the, the local energy and how this, the energy situation is in Komotini? Well, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for having me. And I think um, giving me the opportunity to talk about Komotini and uh, our uh, energy plan. And hopefully it will be interesting for those who listen to us. For your first questions, um, I can tell you that, uh, you know, the Greek government uh, really tried to, to diversify the energy production, but it was uh, towards the, the private sector. The local authorities and other public entities didn't have the opportunity to really produce energy, but the legislation uh, that was passed in 2018 really changed the game for uh, the local authorities and gave them the opportunity to be energy producers. And, uh, and uh, also it, it established the legislation to, to assembly uh, local energy communities to, to Greece so it was a great opportunity for us as a local municipality to, to become energy producers. The legislation gave, gave us the opportunity to do it in a way that really made sense for us. And also gave us the opportunity, you know, to, to become energy producer and really uh, have the ability to design our own energy production scheme uh, towards, you know, also producing, but also how we consume energy. Excellent. So the, the national framework is there and um, this opens new opportunities to local authorities in Greece already since two years, which is quite a lot if we compare with other member states um, that are far more behind and where energy communities and, and even renewable energy as such is still um, kind of brand new concept. Um, tell me more about Komotini and its current energy projects, really. Um, what change do you want to initiate in the next month uh, or years? Well, as you may know, because of the economic crisis in Greece for uh, the previous 10 years, really there wasn't a lot of in, in, uh, investment in infrastructure. And uh, Komotini, being in uh, one of the poorest uh, regions in, in Greece, was uh, following that category that the building infrastructures, both public and private uh, building infrastructures, are uh, rather in, in a poor condition. And really, we had to have 
some uh, investments towards uh, improving uh, the quality of the infra infrastructures. So one of the way to do it is, is to look about, uh, you know, energy consumptions to our buildings. So we were thinking about retrofitting a lot of uh, uh, at least public buildings that are under our jurisdiction and also, you know, uh, see how we can improve our, our, our energy uh, equilibrium and uh, do actions both in, uh, in energy savings, but also in, in energy production. Uh, so uh, we, were, uh, we were thinking about, uh, uh, you know, that we have to, to deal with this problem. And uh, one of the solutions that came up after 2018 was to, to become energy producers. And because in this legislation, we also have the, one of our, adva our advantages of this legislation is that we can have virtual net metering, which I think that in other countries, you don't have yet the ability to do that. So virtual net metering really was a game-changing uh, legislation for us. Yeah, and indeed, virtual net metering is just coming up um, in, in a few member states, but it's still uh, pretty, pretty young. And um, uh, and but it is uh, one of the great um, advancements that will allow also um, self-consumption and especially uh, collective self-consumption. So, if it's already in place in Greece, I think um, that that's one very favorable uh, parameter for you. Um, so concretely, when you say your your city wants to take over uh, control or become an energy producer itself, um, I, I, you told me earlier that that land and rooftops are already available for installing renewables equipment in in Komotini and certainly in Greater Komotini, but uh, we all know that this is not enough. Such a big change requires support, really big support from the right people. How is the project supported by the highest political uh, level, like the mayor, for example, or other other stakeholders who are backing you in in this decision and in on this path? Yes, from our point of view, this is one of the most important factors to have, uh, you know, the the support uh, of the administration at uh, at the at the highest degree and at the highest level. Uh, Greek, uh, there, there were uh, the Greek municipal elections were held in 2019, and uh, in our municipality we have uh, a new uh, administration, and the mayor was uh, an avid supporter of our uh, uh, of this initiative. And when uh, this opportunity was presented, he was uh, really adamant that we should do that and we should really focus in uh, in our uh, energy consumption strategy. And uh, it was really important for us to have his backing. But apart from that, I would like also to point out that even if you have the support of the mayor, the mayor cannot be involved in day-to-day -day activities. So you have to have other backers in the administration. You have to have someone from the administration that is going to be involved in the day-to-day -day operation of, uh, of this kind of uh, projects. So we were lucky enough to have a, a vice mayor who is uh, who has taken the responsibility and is in charge about bringing this project forward? So we are really lucky to have someone that is involved in day-to-day -day operations and he oversees all the departments that are involved and uh, he is coordinating all the team. So I think it is really important to have the backing of the mayor, but also it is really important to have someone from the administration 
a political actor that is going to be involved in day-to-day operations. So the, the municipal momentum is there. Um, there is already good dynamics uh, since the last municipal elections. Um, ca can you give us a sense of how now the next month will look like concretely? What will be the next steps that you will take to make this happen? Um, well, uh, you know, after the, the elections, we start talking about this policy. And also the Empower project came up and it really helped us, you know, set, shape an idea and a time framework of what we are going to do. So for the next few months, uh, what we are planning is, you know, to have uh, two studies. One study is going to be about uh, what energy uh, consumption does the municipality have, because really we don't have concrete data right now. We had a setup that it was uh, implemented in 2011, which is obsolete right now. So we are going to make a new setup. We are going to see how much energy we consume as a municipality and uh, the whole municipality as, as an area. This is what we have to know before we, uh, we proceed with our uh, next uh, actions. And the other thing that we are going to do is to have a feasibility study about forming a local energy community because this is how we are going to implement our uh, idea about you know community municipality becoming an energy producer we are going to mm -hmm. do it by a local energy community and we want to have you know we want to know firstly how much energy we are going to need in the next few years and then with feasibility study we want to know where we are going to find this energy is it going to be through pv panels is it going to be through wind turbines. So we have to, to come up with a solid financial and uh, administrative plan in order to proceed with our uh, project. And, and do you already know um, for the energy that you will produce, whether the first consumers will be the municipal buildings um, and only afterwards uh, other buildings or consumers? Is that the the like the process that you plan yeah uh, this is the idea because you know in uh, in Greek municipalities because of the economic crisis again we don't have a lot of staff right now municipalities are under staff and they don't have the the, the capacity the, the technical staff you know to undergo this kind to undersee this kind of projects and also monitor energy consumptions and deal with all the contracts that has to be made and all the the administrative step, steps that have to be taken. So our thinking was, okay, if we form a local energy community, it's going to free the, the staff of the municipality with that burden. And uh, we are going to build some uh, energy production projects, whether it will be some PV panels or roof or some solar farms or some wind turbines. And we're going to give uh, the, the operation of these facilities to the local energy community. And then they will decide how they are going to sell the energy that we are going to produce, uh, where it's going to be uh, the funds that we are going to procure from uh, selling our energy is going to go towards, uh, you know, paying the uh, municipality bills, paying the, mm -hmm. uh, the bills for the schools, paying the, the bills for the irrigation of uh, municipal uh, areas. And then the money that we are going to save from uh, the funds of the municipality, then we are going to give them to retrofitting our buildings at first, 
And then at a later stage, we were thinking about doing some virtual net metering with uh, some of the poorest members of our community because we want also energy poverty is a really big issue in our area. And we were thinking about ways to alleviate that. So we were thinking also about that. So there is also a social policy uh, embedded in our project. Excellent. That sounds fascinating, really. And um, the the local authority will be in lead for that project um, with uh, citizens, you were just mentioning, energy poor people uh, benefiting also potentially from, from the scheme. Uh, can you also imagine involving citizens really uh, as part of the energy community, um, for example, by either... Uh, investing in the, the energy community or really having a say uh, on, on the energy strategy by, uh, in, in Comotini? Yes, I, uh, we were thinking about that, but, you know, we want to be cost, cautiously uh, to, to, to proceed with that. So we were thinking at the first stage right now to involve the local stakeholders. So we don't want uh, direct uh, involvement of uh, citizens because... Uh, Right now, the, the legal framework is, is not right there for Greece. We, we mm -hmm. cannot have seed funding from citizens right now. It really is not possible to have this. So we were thinking about it involving the local stakeholders like the technical chamber in our area, the, uh, the commerce chamber in our area to have them involved and through them to, to engage the community, to have some really important people that are, you know, opinion leaders, to have them involved at first. And then at a later stage, then we can proceed to seed funding or involve the whole community and go to the individual base. Okay, good. And, and how is the public opinion on community energy uh, in general, without talking about really the, the participation as such? But are, is, is, is that something that people seem to be interested in? In, in Comutini and maybe also in Greece in general? You know, the government really pushed uh, in the last 20 years about, you know, the diversification of energy productions and, uh, you know, delivering energy through renewable uh, resources. So in our area and uh, as well in other areas in, in Greece, because we have a lot of sun, we have a lot of PV panels installed in, uh, in, uh, in roofs. And people are really, you know, uh, in, in our area as well as in most of Greece, are really preoccupied and really believe in, in protecting the environment because, you know, a lot of our uh, uh, income comes from the tourism industry and that, that means that we have to protect the environment and also mm -hmm. at the food industry. So it's really important for our area to preserve the, uh, the environment. So in that aspect, We really want to diversify energy production, really to bring, you know, renewable energy sources because this is where this is a way to preserve the environment and not degrade it. We have an example in our area where the community came together because in our area, because it's a rural area, it has a lot of livestock, it has a lot of uh, farms that are produce uh, edible products, and uh, the, the central government uh, was intending to produce to develop some gold mines in our area, which really was going to degrade the environment and really put at risk these local businesses. And the whole mm -hmm. community came together and uh, fought the central government. And right now these plans are halted 
and uh, the central government is not going to go through with that. So in that sense, really, our area is really involved and the whole community is involved with protecting the environment. And also in our area, half of our uh, area is protected under the Natura 2000 Treaty and the Ramsar Treaty. Okay, so there is really a sensitivity by uh, the citizens uh, around environmental issues. So I think that's that's quite a fertile ground also for for your project. Hopefully, hopefully this this citizen energy can be used for it at least. Um, you're in this learning process. I, I would call it like this because you say you're still about to define the the business model and and the way you will use revenues and all this. Um, I think that's quite a challenge for a local authority, uh, especially like yours, which is understaffed and which has quite limited uh, resources. But what support uh, do you get? Um, you already talked about the national government's um, support. I think that's that's already a, a big thing and, and very helpful. Where else do you get help for, for the skills that you will need in terms of Yeah, work on the business plan on on how the governance of this um, this energy community will look like, or financing models. Um, do you have peers in Greece uh, you can discuss with, or um, were there any inspiring examples uh, beyond Greek borders that you came across and that you want to share? Yes, uh, for us, you know, the the problem is that uh, as you already mentioned about the under uh, staff uh, situation is that we don't have a lot of experts, so we have to, to bring uh, experts uh, externally. And uh, either we have to go to the private sectors and deploy them, or go to some co cooperatives that already have built some projects, or go to, to other municipalities that are uh, really uh, some steps ahead of us to really give us some uh, uh, information. And this is a major problem. Uh, for us, because uh, apart from that, we are not really close to the main two city centers of Greece. We are not uh, really, really close to Thessaloniki or Athens. So we don't mm -hmm. have a lot of universities and a lot of experts helping us. We are uh, really a secluded area. So this is a major problem for us. And uh, EU pro projects are also are, uh, are a way to get that uh, know-how. And really empowered projects really helped us because participating in the Empower project really gave us the opportunity to meet with, uh, you know, Zez from Croatia, mm -hmm. uh, which is a really... Yeah, we had them in another podcast episode as well. Yeah, they're a great yeah. example. Yes, which uh, really helped municipalities in Croatia really get involved and build uh, cooperative energy projects. And uh, when we went to visit them in, in Zagreb and we see the work they, they, they did in, uh, in Croatian municipality, It gave us idea about how to engage, you know, the the local community, how to get them involved, and uh, gave us uh, some really important uh, know-how how to, to proceed with our the engagement of our uh, community. And also, they had some uh, really interesting projects developed, and uh, they did it with uh, you know funding from the the community with uh, seeding and uh, microfinancing, which is really some steps that we didn't really consider, but uh, we have seen that they really work. And also when we went to visit, uh, you know, Louvain in, in Belgium, Belgium, we mm -hmm. started with Resco and uh, they really help us a lot to understand how cooperatives works in, in Central Europe, uh, which models work, 
which uh, which models don't work, which models should be suitable for us, and we really have a really great idea how these things are developed and uh, what works and what doesn't. And really, it helped us to see someone that already has thought or has gone through the same problems as we did, and uh, they overcame them, and they have a successful model that we should look up to. So now you have the skills or most of the skills, let's say. Um, let's take, uh, that's a, my final question, a gaze into the future, into the near future. Um, what is your vision for Comotini in the next, let's say, five years? If I understood well, the, the energy production should start by end uh, 2022, right? Yes, actually, you know, because in, uh, in Greece, because of the financial crisis, Really, we have to, to work uh, more or less, uh, you know, some ways we have to, to work really backwards because, uh, you know, Greek municipalities didn't have a lot of funding because of the economic crisis. And also mm -hmm. uh, right now the, the banking uh, industry is not really strong. So we cannot get funding from the, from the banking industry. Really, we had to work. Uh, you know, somewhat backwards, as, uh, as I told you. So, you know, we had to see the funding opportunities that are over there, start immediately with them because we don't want to lose any funding available. Even, and really, for us, it's really important to have some funding from the EU funds, whether it would be ERDF or another funding instrument that comes from the EU. So we have to you know, really take these opportunities. So we, we really work uh, two ways. In one way, we do the, the planning as we've told you, you know, that we have to have the business plan and so on. But also because some uh, funding opportunities arose about uh, retrofitting buildings and uh, putting some P PV panels in, uh, in uh, public buildings. So we have already gone through and proceeded with that. And uh, already we have uh, uh, made some uh, bids in uh, EU funding opportunities to install uh, two 100 kilowatts uh, PV panels uh, projects in uh, two big school uh, complexes to start, you know, producing our own energy. And uh, these projects are going to be incorporated in our uh, business plan for the producing energy as a municipality. And also we have uh, two or three more projects coming up. You know, one is, one is going to be about irrigation and public water. And uh, the other is going to be about uh, saving some uh, money from uh, retrofitting buildings. So, you know, we work both ways. Uh, whether it's, mm -hmm. it makes it chaotic, but it's the only way to do it in Greece right now because of the lack of funding. So plenty to keep you busy in the next years with uh, what you say. Thanks, Timos. My takeaway from today's conversation is really that, that being in a poor area does not mean that you have to keep passive. Um, to the contrary, you, you show really that you have an even higher interest in, in seizing control of the energy in order first of all, to save money and then also to really foster activities that are in line with your local priorities, as you said, um, uh, energy poverty or creating new jobs. So it sounds like you're on a really good way and, and it 
is fantastic to hear that there is a big appetite, especially with the political level, supporting your idea of Comotini becoming an energy producer. So um, thanks again, and I hope you will keep us posted on the advancements of your project. Yes, uh, once again, thank you for having me. And uh, I really hope that you know our plans uh, really go ahead and uh, hopefully we can get the opportunity to talk again. And then I can say to you that, okay, we, we did it and we have some uh, concrete results to, to talk about. Today's episode was brought to you by the EU project Empower. Empower explores how cities and citizens can manage the energy transition together in a fair, clean and democratic way. Participation can happen at various stages, from involving citizens, local NGOs or businesses in the policy design, to any stage of the energy value chain, for example, as shareholders or even prosumers. The Empower project gets funding from the European Horizon 2020 program. Go to the website municipalpower.org to learn more about Empower. And don't forget to regularly check out Energy Cities' website energy-cities.eu. We provide you with political updates and great stories around the energy transition in Europe. energy-cities.eu